Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and I am here today with kind of a different sort of episode than we're used to. Typically, Alana and I will sit down and talk about prayer-related topics, or we'll do a coffee break where we talk about some listener questions, or um, I'll do an interview episode where I sit down with someone awesome and share their wisdom through the podcast with you. Today, I'm going to do a blast from the past. I'm going to share my session from the Praying Christian Women online conference that took place last April. And the reason being, the topic of the session is basically taking your fears and chronic worry and transforming them into powerful prayers and affirmations and action steps. Um, I think it came out of a post the, the inspiration from for that session originally, I think, came from a post that I wrote over at Candidly Christian called uh, My Winning Battle with Health Anxiety, because I had gone through, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I went through a really intense period of really uh, unexplained and kind of um, irrational anxiety. I, I think it it had a lot of sources in the beginning, but it surrounded anxiety about my daughter's health, my own health. And it just really became almost debilitating. I still functioned in everyday life, but it robbed me of a lot. And I don't ever want to go through it again. Um, and I haven't since then, but it was a months long, if not year long struggle from beginning to end. And um, so anyway, in that post, if you want to look it up, I go into some practical steps that I took um, and kind of a full circle moment of going through sort of a health scare after all of that happened and seeing how I had kind of been redeemed from that anxiety. I, I was able to approach things in a different way and had a different outcome that didn't involve spiraling into fear and chronic worry. Um, there are lots of disclaimers in there about how my experience is unique and how I would never want to imply that somehow the steps that I took will necessarily be the right steps for someone else or that someone else might not need medication or counseling or talk therapy or doctor's visits or supplements or dietary changes. I am not a physician, but what I do know is that no matter where you are in your journey with anxiety or worry or chronic worry or fear, it always helps to take it to God because God is the source for the next steps. Prayer is the backbone that can give you open eyes to see what the next steps might be to take, to bring healing in whatever way that comes, whether it's healing supernaturally, healing physically, healing emotionally, whatever that looks like, God is always the first step. So all of that to say this session kind of mirrors a resource that we have, a free resource that Praying Christian Women has available called um, From Warrior to Warrior. So from fear and chronic worry to becoming a prayer warrior that can turn those fears and chronic worry into powerful prayers and affirmations. And I adapted that seminar, that webinar to this uh, session and I would just love for you, if you feel like it's something that would help you, if it's something that you struggle with, or that you're just curious about hearing about more, um, I would love to share it with you. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to share the audio of 
this session that I did last spring in hopes that it will encourage you in hopes that my struggles will just shed light on, you know, for you to know that you're not alone. If you're struggling with it, um, we've gotten so many emails about health related anxiety. A lot of them coming from my candidly Christian blog post years ago. Um, and some coming from some emails that I've sent out on that same topic, it really resonates with people. So I know I'm not alone and I would just love to share this with you. Feel free to pass it on to anyone that you think it might be helpful to, and just consider it a kind of gift from my heart to yours to bring hope and hopefully um, point you to Jesus in all of this. Hi there, and welcome to this session of the Praying Christian Women online conference. I'm Jamie Hampton. I am a member of the Praying Christian Women ministry team, and I couldn't be more excited to welcome you to this conference and to my session. This is a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. It's something that I've struggled with on different levels at different times in my life. And um, when I wrote about it, in blog form, I got so many emails from women struggling and men struggling with the same thing. And um, what I'm here to talk about is transforming your fears into prayers. And more specifically for myself, my own struggle with health anxiety. That's really what my particular issue and fears tend to focus on. I, I kind of tend to be a little bit of a worrier anyway, but um, I would say that more than anything else, health anxiety, both my own health, the health of my family, particularly my children, tends to be something that if left unchecked can really become a source of chronic worry. And even at, at one particular point in my life for several months, almost a year, um, it became a source of what I would call clinical or acute anxiety, where I was experiencing panic attacks and physical manifestations of my anxiety that I thought were due to illness, but were actually, it, it seems to me now looking back that they were brought on by the anxiety itself. And I just want to talk in the very beginning. Now, first of all, there's a handout that you should have that was available on the, um, uh, the website. If you don't have that, it's okay. Don't panic. You can go back and get your journal or you can come back to this later. I'm going to be on for 24 hours. Even if you don't have the all access pass, you'll be able to access this video for 24 hours from the time it goes live. So you can pause it and go get, uh, download those, um, handouts, or you can just grab a journal which would be just as effective because I'll describe what my handouts have. And then you can get the handouts later, maybe to use and go through at your own pace. Um, but what I want to talk about, first of all, I think there's a very important distinction between uh, worry and kind of having fears and letting them get out of control and actually having a, a serious clinical problem that that needs professional help. Um, I think anxiety can be um, debilitating. And what I'm going to be talking about today is more along the lines of chronic worry 
that you experience every day. You're still able to function in life. You just have this kind of bad habit or um, just a tendency to have unhealthy thought patterns and spirals. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Right now, at this moment, if you are dealing with anxiety to the level where it's persistent, excessive worry or chronic worry that you can't control, that makes you feel physically ill, that you have feelings of hopelessness or thoughts of harming yourself or even ending your life, um, anxious thoughts that interfere with doing day-to-day tasks or keep you from being able to function in a way that is healthy, Um, chest pain, rapid heartbeat, shortness of breath, all of those things, you need to contact your doctor, be seen by a professional, medical professional. And if you do have thoughts of self-harm or hopelessness, um, immediately call the, the NAMI health helpline, N-A-M-I, that's 800-950-6264. Or if you're in a, an immediate crisis, you can also text N-A-M-I to 741-741 to get immediate help. Um, but if going through this, you find that you feel worse after confronting some of your fears and anxieties and not better, if this is something that, that is, is causing you um, to be disturbed and really not feel good at all, see your primary care physician or your OBGYN, whoever you go to regularly and talk about this, because it could be that you need medication. It could be that you need dietary changes. It could be that you have hormonal imbalances or thyroid issues. It could be that there is a very real physical component um, or chemical component to the anxiety that you're feeling. And don't be afraid to get help. Um, one of the things Alana and I talk about all the time, we are the praying Christian women. And yet we realize that there's a danger when it comes to talking about things like anxiety or depression in thinking, Oh, just read your Bible more or pray it away. Well, God is all powerful. He is powerful and he's capable of removing that anxiety with a snap of his finger, but he doesn't always work that way. We know that from experience. And sometimes he works through medical help or counseling or a friend that might guide you to the right thing. Sometimes prayer and reading your Bible does help. And in my personal experience, that did help me. I think I should have gone to seek medical help when months went by. And I did end up getting medical help for some issues I was having um, that I had that had caused me anxiety. Um, and, and some of that, just knowing answers helped me to move forward from that anxiety, but that's not always the case. So please, if you are here because you are in a situation where that worry has, has, has gotten to the point of being interfering with your day-to-day life, see a doctor or at, if, if it's an immediate need, if you're feeling hopeless or helpless and you need to talk to someone immediately, again, call the NAMI helpline 800-950-6264 or text NAMI to 741741. Okay. That's my disclaimer, but it's an important one. And I did not want to leave, uh, or I didn't want to begin without addressing that. The next thing I want to talk about though, I'm going to start with scripture and prayer because this is an important topic. And this is one that I think the enemy loves to get a foothold into. And at least for me, he knows that's a weakness of mine is worry. And, um, we need to start this and cover this time in prayer. So I'm going to do that right now. Father. We just come before you now and pray your protection over this time. 
Father, we know that you're the God of peace. You're not the God of anxiety and worry and fear. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. We claim it, God, and we pray that you would just surround us right now with protection. We pray that you would protect us from the enemy's attempts to get in the way of processing our fears and our worries. And we also pray that you would help us and just um, help me as I speak to speak words that are life-giving, that are from you, that I would decrease and you would increase so that we can together move forward out of chronic worry and anxiety. Amen. I'm going to start with this scripture because this is a key to standing on truth. 2 Corinthians 10.5 in the NIV says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen. This is my struggle here is there are little arguments that Satan whispers in my ear or that his, his minions or my own sinful nature whisper in my ear that says, uh, there is a future in front of me that is ugly, that, that holds bad things for me. I take things that um, unsettle me, whether it's symptoms in myself or my children or my husband, whether it's uh, worry about finances, whether it's worry about whatever, whatever the thing is in front of me that, that causes me to be a little bit worried. Um, and I think, I think it out to the worst logical conclusion. And I start to imagine a future of if this is X, Y, or Z, then this is what the future holds and it's bad. There's something inherently wrong in that. And what God has recently revealed to me just in the last few weeks is that when I start worrying and I project a future of what bad things might come of whatever's happening to me at the moment, whatever I'm not happy about, I'm imagining a future that doesn't even exist. I'm worrying about a future that's, that's totally uh, um, made up. And frankly, many times I believe that it's the enemy that has fabricated that future, that has woven the threads in my mind, that's woven this tapestry, this picture of what could be. And it's nothing like what God has for me in reality. And the fact is, even if my worst fears were to come true as far as health or finances or anything else, the future that I'm imagining is devoid of God's hand. And the worry comes from worrying about things that don't have God in them. And it's assuming that God is withholding something good in that future. And we know that's not true. So what we need to do is demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the truth that we know, which is God is good. God is the giver of every good gift. He's the withholder of no good gift in all things, even the things that we call bad. God is at work for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. This we know, and this we can stand on and be comforted by. So the next part of that verse is, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And I like to say, not only do we take every thought captive, we take it captive and we beat it into submission <laughs> to make it obedient to Christ. If you need to 
beat those bad thoughts into submission using, you know, thump it with your Bible, use the sword of the spirit to slay it, whatever visual you need. That's what we need to do in order to take control of our thoughts and keep them from spiraling out of control. Regardless of what you, where you are on the spectrum of, of fear and chronic worry about things, there's, there's all the way from just kind of annoying to seriously changing your life kind of worry. Um, no matter where you are on that spectrum, whether you're on the end of you're maybe going to need some medical or, or other kind of counseling or intervention to break free from some of the anxious um, thoughts and worry, or on the other end of the spectrum where it's like, mm, I guess I just have a bad habit of worrying. No matter where you are, this verse is for you because it will help. It will bring you to a better place. It may not deliver you completely if there is an imbalance or something that needs to be addressed, but no matter where you are, we can take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ and it will help. It will bring you to a higher place. It will set those feet, take you and lift those feet out of that muck and mire and set your feet on the solid rock of truth. So it's helpful no matter where you are on that spectrum. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is healthy fear versus worry. And I want to make something clear. Fear is not bad. Fear is God-given. So for instance, um, you know, if you kind of get nervous as you're climbing up a ladder to hang Christmas lights on your house, that's a healthy fear. That's a fear that God gave us self-preservation because your body is recognizing, whoa, I'm in a situation where were I to fall, I could really hurt myself or die. And so I think that is something we need to realize that, um, that fear, it's a flag. It's a red flag. It's like, okay, hang on, hang on. Let us look a little bit closely, more closely at this situation. Um, I'll give you an example. My daughter um, has a, a not a peanut, cashew allergy. She has a tree nut allergy. And when I first found out about it, I felt a lot of fear and that fear at the beginning, it, it's not an unhealthy fear. It's, wow, there are things in this world that my daughter could put in her mouth and could cause and has caused an anaphylactic reaction. I mean, that's, that's something to, to have fear, healthy fear about. It's a red flag. I need to take note of this so that I can take action, okay, so that I can make good decisions, so that I can stay away from danger. Those are good things. So let's not look at fear as the enemy because fear is not the enemy, but a spirit of fear, that's not good. A spirit that is prone to fear. If we're in a position of constantly fearing that, that spirit of fear, that's not good. And chronic worry where you just play things over and over again, that's not good. And so I'll give you that same example of the cashew allergy that my daughter has, um, there was one time I was walking or not walking Well, I was walking. She was riding in the cart through the store. And it was shortly after I learned about what she was allergic to that had caused this anaphylactic reaction when she was young and everything. So the test that she got was for cashews. Um, she was allergic to cashews, but they somehow did not distinguish that from pistachios. So they put those two nuts in the category that she's allergic to. So everything. Thing I walked by seemed like it was dangerous to her. I, I walked by 
a big display of pistachios and it had this, you know, fun little advertisement on it. And I looked at it and I thought that's deadly to my daughter. And, you know, we walked by and they're like mixed nuts and they're cashews and then trail mix and then Lara bars, which have cashews, which is what she reacted to in the first place. So I'm walking through and I'm, I felt like, and this was the thought that went through my head. Everything in this store is dangerous to my daughter. Everything in this store wants to kill my daughter. And I know that sounds extreme, but if you've struggled with anxiety or fear or chronic worry, you'll know that that that'll, that'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, no, I get you. Um, those kinds of thoughts are not healthy. So what I want to do is I want to take us through how we can take the things, the red flags, which are healthy and process them in a way that takes them captive, that beats them into submission to Jesus and his truth. And the way that I came up with to do this for myself that I want to share with you is a tree. So what I, what I do is I draw a picture of a tree. So your handout will kind of show you what that looks like. And it may be that it looks like a third grader drew the tree. I might actually get my first grader. I haven't made up my handouts yet as I'm recording this. So I, I may get my first grader to draw the pictures because she draws better than I do. Um, but yeah, you're going to see a tree and it's going to have roots and it's going to have a trunk and it's going to have branches. And the whole point of this is think of a category of fear. So for instance, for me, I would say that my fear, my fears, many of them surround health. Okay. For you, it might be finances for others. It might be uh, relational. It might be a relationship that you that you have fear about fear of abandonment. Um, I don't know what your fear is, but you do. I'm sure that if, if you're watching this, something will come to mind and I'm going to take a second and just pray that God will bring the word to your mind to put on the trunk of that tree. For me, it's health, but let's take a moment. Father, we just pray that you would be present with us now, that your Holy Spirit would descend on us, would fill us, would help us to come up with the one word that needs to go on the trunk of that tree right now. Okay. So if you didn't come up with your word, it's okay because you have the worksheets. You can kind of see me work through my own and you can go back and I, I guarantee you have more than one. I have more than one. And this will be really handy to use from here on out with any fear that you have. And you don't even just, just like you can see on the handout, you don't need to be an artist to do this. This is very simple. You might want to use sticky notes. Actually, Alana likes to use sticky notes for some of her like prayer mapping this is fear mapping kind of, I don't know if that's a thing and I hope I'm not stealing a trademarked saying. So, you know, but, but this is kind of like fear mapping. It's mapping out your fears and you can do it in whatever way feels good to you. So what I want to start off doing is a fear dump. So using that trunk of your tree with that word. So mine is health. I want you to do a fear dump. And what you're going to do is you're going to add branches to that tree 
or if you're using sticky notes, you have one sticky note and, or if you're using just a, a bubble, you can use bubbles and do like a web, you know, like a fear web where you have one bubble and then you branch off of that. So your branches up, to, up top are going to be what kind of fears specifically stem from that health fear. Okay. Or whatever yours is. So I'm going to give you specific examples. I'm going to lay it all out there, guys. This is, uh, these are the things I struggle with. So you definitely, I would say, want to go through this prayerfully in the interest of time. I'm not going to pray through every single step of this. I'm going to share what I have learned and what God has shown me. And as you go, you can be praying or you can pause and pray and then get back into it. However you want to do it. But, um, so for me, one of my health concerns that I've had my whole life, well, no, not well, maybe my whole life is that I would get dementia when I'm older. Um, when I was a kid, my grandfather had it. Um, my mother had Lewy body dementia and Alzheimer's um, together. She got them early. And so my biggest fear for a while especially after my mom developed dementia in her late fifties was that I would develop dementia. And as I've become a mom and as my kids are getting older and I'm in my mid forties, I'm starting to think every once in a while, it comes into my head. What if I, what if that happens to me? What if I follow in her path? Exactly. We just wanted to take a quick break to share about a sponsor of today's episode, faithful counseling. Let's face it, life can be hard. It's so important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles life can bring. One way you can do this is by checking in regularly with a Christian therapist. We know not everyone has the time or the money for in-person therapy, but thanks to faithful counseling, Christian therapy can be accessible to anyone. You can speak to your counselor by video, phone, or text. Scheduling is so easy and financial aid is available. I recently started using faithful counseling myself, and I admit I had never been to a therapist, and I was kind of nervous about the process, but I was shocked at how easy it was to get started, how convenient it is to communicate with my counselor, and how easy she is to talk to. We would love for you to find out for yourself how beneficial Christian counseling can be, so our sponsor, Faithful Counseling, is offering you 10% off your first month when you use our special link at faithfulcounseling.com slash praying. That would mean that I only have X number of years before my mind starts to go. And so that's one of the things I would say early dementia or any kind of dementia. I don't, I don't want to get it at all. Um, another one is serious illness. So this is where, you know, back in the day, you know, a few years ago when I had probably the most acute anxiety I've ever had, where I had heart palpitations and physical manifestations of what I thought was an illness. And it turned out that the worry about the illness, which I didn't end up having any illness. <laughs> um, I, I think anyway, I, those symptoms ended up coming from the anxiety. Once I took my thoughts captive, once I got some negative medical tests, I realized that it was the anxiety causing a lot of symptoms. So, um, but my fear was that I had a serious illness that could potentially be life-threatening. Um, so 
those are my two big ones, I would say, early dementia or dementia in general, and then serious illness. Um, so branching off of those, I would say the serious illness, one of my big fears, of course, is death, um, being a financial burden to my family uh, with dementia, it would be, you know, or with either, it would be being unable to care for my kids or being able to be there for them during important times in their life. Um, being an emotional burden to my family. Um, yeah, those are the main branches of worry. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move from the branches on the top and we're going to dig into the roots of that anxiety or worry. So health being mine, what are the reasons that I worry about my health? So you might even take some of those branches and turn them into reasons and root causes of the worry. So, okay, for instance, um, like financial burden to my family was one of my worries. Well, the reason I don't want to be a financial burden to my family is I want to care for them well. So I'm, I'm going to put down there, okay, I want to care for my family well. That's, that's a root of why I don't want to have health problems. I want to care for my family well. Another route is I want my kids to thrive and be happy. Um, I want to know my grandkids and maybe even my great grandkids. I want longevity because I want to get to see God's plan unfold in the lives of my kids and my grandkids. Um, I want the ability to serve God physically and mentally. And in my mind, I think if I have these things happen, I'm not going to be able to do that or not do it as well. So now that you have your tree, you got, you can stop and, and do your own map. And now that you have your tree, you have your main fear or your main source of anxiety in the trunk. You have the branches and all the little details that branch off of that on your, on the top part of your tree. And then you have some root, like positive things, right? You've got the roots are kind of positive things. What do you want? You don't want to struggle with whatever's on that trunk. Why? What do you want? So what you can take from the roots, let's start with the roots. What you can take from those roots, the things that you want, is you can create affirmations out of those truths. Um, so for instance, um, you can take those, you can take those things like, I want to care for my family well. You can write that out as an affirmation. I want to care for my family well. That's very easy. Um, you can create a mission statement even from some of these things. Another one is, you know, I want my kids to thrive and be happy. You can write that out. I want my children to thrive and be happy. Um, so those affirmations can come from those roots. The next thing, you can actually take action steps um, and prayers based on both the roots and the branches. I would say the, the truths and affirmations come from the roots. You can also turn those prayer, turn those uh, truths from the roots into prayers. So um, you can pray for your family, pray that God would help you care for your family. Well, pray that God would allow your kids to thrive and be happy and branch off of those things to pray specifics over your children. Um, ask God, please, Lord, let me know my kids and my grandkids. That's something I want. We're supposed to take our, our heart's desires to God. And that is something that you could definitely do. Um, 
asking God to have the ability to serve him and serve others physically and mentally. And you can even take that and branch out into, you know, God, what is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to serve you today? And, and put those things into positive prayers as well as affirmations. Um, so let's move up into the branches. Now the branches, you can actually turn those into action steps and prayers. So the overview for that is that um, the action steps for the branches we're going to get into in a second. And for the prayers, um, there are three S's, supplication, surrender, and scripture. So let, let's break all of that down. So dealing with the branches, this is where a journal would come in handy, or maybe just use the piece of paper that I, I've given you in your handouts, but you might need more space. You need to ask yourself in these branches, what is it that I can control? So let me go back and revisit some of my branches. Uh, some of the things that I can control. So let's see, financial burden to family, serious illness, death, inability to care for kids, early dementia, emotional burden to family. So what can I control? Well, I can basically, I can have a healthy diet. So if my fear is illness or dementia, I can learn about some risk factors um, that I can eliminate from what could be a genetic predisposition to dementia, what, what could be um, healthy eating that will keep me from, you know, developing preventable diseases, exercise, mental activity, all of these things are very basic things um, that you can do to lead a healthy life in every way. And yeah, I can do those things. Does it guarantee that that I'm not going to get a serious illness or dementia? It doesn't. But what I can control, I'm going to control. For you, it might be you can go to the doctor. If you're having symptoms that you can't explain and you're you're nervous about your health, you could go to the doctor and get checked out. I'll I'll tell you, anxiety can be irrational. And for me, it took me a long time to get to the doctor because I had these things in my mind that might be wrong with me. And the enemy just isolated me. I was embarrassed to let anyone know I was afraid because I knew people that had real struggles that were actually struggling with illnesses that were actually struggling with real world, real life problems. And I was embarrassed that I was suspicious of symptoms and that I would be worried about this, even though it was kind of taking over my life. Don't stay isolated. Don't stay in the dark. Talk to someone, talk to a friend and go to the doctor. If you, if you're like me and you do sometimes struggle with health anxiety, get checked out. Sometimes those irrational fears don't go away with a negative diagnosis and that's okay too. Then you need to, to deal with that and think, okay, I thought I had this. Now I know I don't what's next. And then you take the next step. And maybe that is talking to a counselor. Maybe that is in entertaining the idea that it is irrational anxiety, or maybe it's getting different tests, but you need to go to God for wisdom and direction and guidance for those things. And do not stay alone. Do not stay isolated because that is where the enemy will get a foothold. Even if it's just right now today, tell one person that you're struggling with anxiety or with fears or, or, or worries, even if you feel like they might not be totally rational because opening that door to friendship and to help is huge. And it robs the enemy of his ability to keep you feeling isolated. 
what can I not control? Okay. So I can't control my genes. I can't control if I have a genetic predisposition to anything. I can't, uh, I cannot control environmental factors. Um, there are things that it might happen anyway. Um, and, and I can't control my story. And I think one big, huge part of this, and we'll get into this with the prayer part is trusting God with your story. What does my story have? I can't control the fact that God may allow one of these things. That's my fear to happen to me to glorify himself in a way that could not have happened. Otherwise I need to come to terms with that. And that's hard guys. That's so hard. I know it. But once we come to terms with what I can't control is I can't control what my story holds because there may be things that my story holds that no amount of preparation, no amount of control could change. And that's okay because God is there. God is with me. Um, so let's go back. Let's take what can be controlled and let's put them into action steps. Like not just in general, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, let's come up with at least three, I'm going to say, come up with at least three action steps, specific things that you can do today. You know what? I'm going to say, make a list, but then pick one. How about that? Make a list of, of action steps and choose one that you're going to implement today. And if that is all you ever do, at least it's something, but then you can start adding other things in as you go. I made a list of four. So my specific action steps are I can add healthy fats into my diet because I've done research and I know that preventing dementia, adding healthy fats is brain food. It's good for you. Why not? Eliminate sugar. Uh, there's, there are things that indicate that dementia can be exacerbated by, by your body's ability to, to process sugar um, or the inflammation caused by excess processed sugar. So I can eliminate processed sugar from my diet. Another thing I can do is exercise three times a week, or maybe it's once, but exercise, regular exercise. Another thing I could do is Sudoku, five minutes per day. That's something else I can do. Um, so uh, those are mine. Uh, I can drink water. That's another one. That's, that's the one that I've been doing the most of is drinking water. I am kind of sporadic about the other things, but water and exercise are two that I, that I like to at least get a little bit active once or twice a day, even if it's when I mean, I'm sorry, once or twice a week, even if it's just parking the car farther away from the store than I'd like to be, that's a little bit of exercise and movement or walking my daughter to work, to school or walking in to get her instead of just letting her come out to the car, those things. Um, so what about what can't be controlled? Let's take those and let's turn them into specific prayers, okay? So remember the three S's, surrender, supplication, and scripture. So for surrender, this is trusting God with your story. This is before any of the other prayers that we're going to go to God with. We're going to say, God, I trust you with my story. Thank you for being sovereign, even in the things that the world considers bad, even in sickness and sinfulness and darkness in the world. You're in it because you promise that you are at work in all things for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. So 
that prayer of surrender saying, thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, whatever that looks like. And sometimes in doing that, in preparing our hearts, I believe the Holy Spirit can come in and guide our prayers, if that makes sense, or transform our outlook so that our prayers become less of a laundry list and become more of a partnership with God and his will for our life. The next step is supplication. And you can take some of the prayers from those roots. This would be a great time to take those, um, I don't know, the affirmations of what do you want? What are the things that are the desires, the deepest desires of your heart? What are the root causes of worry? It's because we love people. It's because we care about others. It's because we love ourselves. It's because we love life. We love the gift of life that God has given us. Or if it's a financial situation, it's because you want to provide for X, Y, or Z, you know, for, for whoever the people are in your life that you love. If it's relational, if those are the worries, the roots of those are, we want peace and unity and harmony and fellowship. Those are all good things. So turn those roots into supplications and prayers and then go up to the branches and turn those into prayers of supplication um, and, and just lay it all out there. Don't be afraid to say, even though I trust you with my story in my words, if I'm honest in my heart, I really don't. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid that either you don't hear me or I'm afraid that maybe worse yet, you hear me and you know my needs and you're not going to give them to me anyway. Or maybe that you don't love me, or maybe that you're not real. These are all things that you need to take to God. And that's good. Those are good things. God can take it. Be honest with yourself. And when you do that, when you give words to those fears and those deepest parts of your innermost being, it robs Satan of that same isolation. That is what he wants to use. He wants to make you feel alone. Like I'm the only one that feels this way. I'm the only one that doesn't trust God. All my friends seem to have it together. Well, that's not true. I'm going to tell you, it, even if everyone else in the world always trusts God all the time, uh, I'll, I'll let you know that I don't always trust God all the time, but give it to him, give those prayers to him and then say, increase my faith. That is what the disciples did. And that is what we have access to as children of God is we can say, increase our faith, Lord, even though I have these doubts, I will still come to you. I will not go away from you. I'm going to press in, even though the enemy wants me to hole up and, and shy away. Um, and then you can put some of those other things. You know what, God, I do trust you with my story, but I want to get to see my, my grandchildren and my children grow up. Um, I trust you with my story, but please let this lump in my breast be benign. Whatever it is that you're struggling with right now, lay it out there. He wants it all. And if you have that backdrop of surrender, those prayers are, are going to be very freeing and powerful. And the last thing is scripture. Look for scripture that applies to your situation. That may be in the form of affirmations. Um, you know, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Um, it might be, if God is for me, who can be against me? 
It might be that I have plans for you um, to prosper for hope and a future. I just butchered that one, but you get the picture and Google um, some of the words to these and, and, and ask friends for scripture. This is, I love it when I share a struggle with a friend and she shares a scripture with me. Um, it's so powerful. So scripture is that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is how we do warfare. Ladies, we take that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That is what can be used to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. That is what we can do to fight the enemy and his attempts at isolating us and whispering lies into our ears. That's what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness and tempted by Satan. He responded with scripture when Satan questioned. And the other thing is some of these things that might come into your mind, they might seem like they're, uh, partially truths, but they might be just a little bit twisted. That's what Satan loves to do. You know, like, well, did God not say that if you were to throw yourself off from the, the highest point of the temple, that angels would, would come to your rescue. And, and, you know, Jesus said, yeah, maybe, maybe that's true, but the context of scripture, I know. And, and God says, do not tempt the Lord, your God, or do not test the Lord, your God. Again, I'm sorry. I'm kind of shooting from the hip here. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but we can wage war with scripture. That's the most, I think the most powerful part of this three-part surrender supplication in scripture. So do you have questions? We have a nice little chat box next to the video. If you have questions, if you have prayer requests, share. And if you'd like to email at connect at prayingchristianwomen.com, if you don't want to do it in a public forum, we pray for you. We love to hear from you. And we would love to hear your questions, your concerns, your experiences, what you're struggling with. And, and we want to come alongside you. But most importantly, we want you to know that you are not alone. You are not alone in struggling with fear and chronic worry. And my hope and my prayer is that this little exercise will equip you to take those fears and worry and transform them into pow powerful prayers and affirmations. One last thing. I believe that God hears all of us. God hears everyone. But the Bible tells us that there is a special gift that is given as a deposit, when we become believers, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, that we receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That doesn't happen until you place your faith in Jesus, until you are saved, until you're born again. And I just want to reach out and, and just let you know, if you're listening today and you don't know, you want to pray, you kind of pray, you kind of talk to God, but you don't know if you've ever placed your trust in Jesus as the Lord of your life, as your Lord and your savior, you can do that today. And you can be sure that you have the indwelling of the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit is our teacher. He's our counselor. He's our helper. He intercedes when you don't have the words to pray. The Bible says he intercedes with groans too deep for words. So when you don't even have the words, the Holy Spirit takes your deepest, innermost thoughts and, and troubles and translates them to God in a way that we don't understand, but we're so thankful for. So I'm going to close in prayer. And as part of that, I'm going to pray a prayer that you can pray along with me 
if you want to commit your life to Christ, if you want to walk in newness of life, if you want to um, have fellowship with God, I, I want to give you that opportunity. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, if there is someone listening now who does not have that gift, who has not placed her trust in Jesus, or who might not know if she has or not, and wants to be sure, I just want to pray this prayer along with her. God, I know that I am sinful. I know that I'm not perfect. And I know that nothing I could ever do could get me into your good graces. Not only that, there's nothing I could ever do to make myself holy enough to stand in your presence. So Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth as a baby, that he lived a perfect, sinless life, that he lived for the sole purpose of dying so that when he died, that he could take the sin of the entire world, of everyone who ever lived, who placed their trust in him. And with his death, that sin died with him. And that on the third day, he rose from the grave. He rose from the dead. And that because I place my trust in him, my sin is removed from me as far as the east is from the west. And that because of his resurrection, that I too can be born again. That when you look at me, you see him. That you don't see my sin. That his death paid the price for any sin that I've ever committed or that I ever will commit. That it's a one-time transaction. God, I want to be right with you. I want to be able to have fellowship with you. I want to be able to stand in your presence. When this body passes away, I want to wake up in the presence of you. I want to be with you for all of eternity. Not only that, I want to live today in that eternal kingdom. I want to have abundant life today. And that's possible by the gift of the Holy Spirit that will produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I want to be in communion with you today and for all eternity. So Lord, today I place my faith in Jesus. I accept that there's nothing I could do but that it's because of his death and his resurrection that I can be made right with you right now. That there's no sin that is beyond forgiveness because of Jesus. And I accept that gift, Lord. I accept that gift of forgiveness, that gift of eternal life, the gift of the deposit of the Holy Spirit that will dwell in me. And I thank you for it, God. Amen. God, I also pray for anyone listening who is dealing with anxiety or chronic worry or fears. Lord, I just pray that this day would be a day for all of us that we would be able to hold on to, 
that we would be able to use the tools that we've learned today to help us to take our fears and our worries and transform them into powerful prayers and affirmations. We pray against the enemy's schemes to rob you of your glory in our lives because of fear and chronic worry. I pray for deliverance from bondage of fear and chronic worry for every single person listening today, including myself. I pray for the power to walk in boldness and in confidence and in newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.